The first part of Hosea talks about the relationship between Hosea and his wife, Gomer. Even after marrying Hosea, Gomer continued to lead a promiscuous life, meeting men outside of her marriage. It's heartbreaking to see Hosea forgive his wife and bring her back home over and over again. Despite Hosea's sacrificial forgiving love, Gomer kept her adulterous lifestyle and eventually was sold as a slave. Even then, Hosea didn't give up on her. He paid back her debt and brought her back again. We don't know all the details of how these events took place or how God intervened. What we do know is that God is teaching us a lesson that Israel was like Gomer and kept sinning again and again and again. Israel was so full of sin and unfaithful to God, he intervened in the life of a prophet as an illustration of Israel's sins. The book of Hosea tells us that just like Hosea forgave and saved an adulterous woman, God will forgive the sinful Israel and his great love will save them. Chapter 11 Verse 1 says, When Israel was a child, I loved him, and out of Egypt I call my son. God is talking about how he brought Israel out of Egypt and saved them from slavery. He calls Israel his son. We can imagine how great God's love is for Israel. But the more they were called, the more they went away from me. They sacrificed to the balls and they burned incense to images. God kept sending prophets to Israel to bring, to bring them back to him. They still went astray. Second Kings chapter 17 and the book of Jeremiah also describe this story in detail. Just like parents love and educate their children, God consistently gives us opportunities to learn. This is God's love. Still, Israel fell for idol worship. Even though, even those who said that they believed in God only worshipped pretentiously. They lived just like non-believers. This is written in the first half of Hosea. But the more God called Israel, the further Israel ran away from him, and the more they worshipped idols like the Baals. Verse 3 says that God taught Israel to walk, taking them by the arms like parents. He nurtured them and led them with his love. In verse 4, it says that he lifted up their yoke and showed them his love. But they betrayed God's love and they refused to come back to God. As we can see in verse 5, this is why God let them become slaves to Assyria. In verse 6, the Lord says, The reason Israel was destroyed is because they turned away from God and relied on their own schemes. This means that they lived their life according to their own ways. Instead of obeying God, they followed their own advice. Despite their terrible sins, in verse 8, God says He still loves them. Even though Israel left God and sinned, God couldn't leave them. Because God loved them so much, he says, How can I give you up, Ephraim? How can I hand you over, Israel? My heart is changed within me. All my compassion is aroused. 
God wanted to punish them because of their sins, but he loved them so much he changed his mind because he's full of love. Although God was mad at Israel for a, for a short while because his love is like fire, he will save and restore them. Verse 9, I will not carry out my fierce anger, nor will I devastate Ephraim again, for I am God and not a man. This means that although men can sin, God will discipline them to change them and correct them. Even if our sins are great, God will forgive us and save us. This is God's love for us. Let us always remember this amazing love of God in our hearts. God expresses his love in many ways, some unknown to us. In 2 Corinthians 4, Paul talks about God's love. Even for Paul, it must have been challenging to cover so many aspects of God's love in his teachings. Despite all the painful persecutions and sufferings he went through, he devoted his life for the sake of the gospel. In verse 12 he says, So then, death is at work in us, but life is at work in you. This is not an easy verse to understand. So ministers like Paul work so selflessly for the sake of the gospel. They are tired and they lack energy. So death is within them. They are dying. Because they are constantly persecuted, death is actively at work in them. Their lives are at a constant risk for Jesus' sake. I encourage you to try to understand this. When your faith is young, it's not easy to understand why ministers are tired and in pain. You might even think, is my pastor receiving a punishment from God? <laughs> it's hard to understand what it's like to be a minister if you're not a minister. True servants of God go through persecutions, life-risking situations, and life-draining experiences. But Paul and many other true servants of God bring life to Christians. Because of their sacrifice, life is actively at work in Christians. First is a spiritual life given by salvation. Second is the abundant power and energy we gain in our day-to-day -day lives. This is how God loves us through his true servants. Even today, God's servants deliver his love for us. Good pastors always pray for their congregation and for their pain. They strive to spread the word of God by studying the word of God and kneel down in prayer every day. They've given their life to God and his ministry. Who in the world could do this? Who could devote their life to this extremely demanding ministry? No one can. No matter how much, how hard I think about this, I don't think I could devote my life, myself like this for the work of this world. I don't think any minister is doing God's work with their own power. We can only do this by the power from the Holy Spirit. God pours out his love and power to his servants so that they can work for him. Without this power, neither Paul nor we could have worked could work for God. This is how I understand it. Without the power of God's love, we can't. 
There's no way we could do this without with our own power. This is my confession. This is one of the ways God expresses his unchanging love. There are many other ways, although we may not recognize all of them in our lives. God's love is everywhere in our lives. Just as written in Hosea, God does not punish us for all of our sins. He does not punish us for all of our mistakes. Psalms 103.10 says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. This is our God. If he judged us for every single sin we committed, who could survive? This is God's love. This is why we should thank him every day. We thank him for, for our daily walk with him, for his protection and his help. Please remember this. One more thing we should remember is this. If there's any feeling of unresolved guilt or any guilty memories within you, remember God who forgave us of all of our past sins and thank him. We might have sinned because maybe we were little and didn't know any better. We might have made some dumb mistakes. But now, if you're living according to God's grace, instead of your past sins, Thank God who forgave you of your sins and think about how you could glorify him. Having this faith is important, just like David had this faith. After David repented of his sins with Bathsheba over and over again, he lived his life to glorify God for the rest of his life. When he grew old, his staff brought him the prettiest women in the land to serve him. David did not have any relations with her. God's love was enough for David. He wanted to be faithful to God. That was his heart. When God looks at us, he receives our hearts. In our church worship, I can see that your worship and praise are coming from your hearts. I am so thankful for this. God is rejoicing. As your pastor, when I see your growth that pleases God, I am overjoyed. As God saw David's growth, he poured out even more blessings and love for him. He promised David multiple times that he will bless even his descendants. God also appeared to Solomon and promised him multiple times. Although Solomon in the end sinned and turned away from God, God is so faithful. He tries so hard to bless us and holds on to us so that he can bless us. But sometimes, some of us are still influenced by our past sins and don't let ourselves enjoy God's blessings. If this is you, don't ignore the memories of your past sins in your heart. When you are reminded of your past mistakes, repent again and again. Remind yourself again of God's love that forgave us through Jesus Christ and give thanks to God. If you do this, the darkness of sin will start to leave you. And remember Romans 8. Through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. This is a declaration of God's love. Please remember this. This is faith.
Declare this to yourself in faith and live by this faith. This is God's grace. This is God's love. If you live by this faith, God's grace will be in your life. If you have a desire to glorify God and live your life accordingly, God will receive even the smallest things and rejoice over you. You will be blessed like David. Amen. This is the faith that God wants from us and the love he has provided for us. I bless you all in Jesus' name to live in this love. Let us pray.